Welcome to the Nerd Tutorial Podcast, a podcast offering discussions tutorials about nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today, myself, is your nerdy tutor, George, and with me here today, Sith Lord, my mom. Yeah, I'm Darth Mom. Darth, well, maybe for now, yes. Yeah, Darth Mom. So, uh, this last week, we watched episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars, and... I don't think my mom enjoyed it nearly as much as I did when I was younger. It lacks... <laughs> it doesn't age well. I told you it didn't age well. Oh, I, I can't imagine it was good in the first place. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's a matter of age. Um, although there is a, there are creepy age factors in there. There, um, There's charms that don't quite exist and don't, again, don't well, age well. Yeah. My concern at the end of the day. Yeah, so and there's do you some want characters... to talk about it as... I could give you raw observations, and then we could talk about it as a, as, as so, sort of a whole. So, what were your observations about it? Okay, we had a discussion about um, AI a couple of weeks ago about robots mm -hmm. and the the valley. Yeah, the uncanny valley. The uncanny valley, and um, and you saw that at play here, and and part of what you saw at play was um, I. So these are things that interested me that I that I thought were 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 cool and and caught, caught was, my notice. You would like to learn more. Yeah. So um, the in a lot of cases, if the um, if the if the robot in question was going to attack, mm -hmm. was sort of a, a a bad guy. Can a robot be a bad guy? It's a bad programmer, but hey. In later later iterations of Star Wars, there's like some person again. Every kind of every droid has a little bit of their own personality. In some of well, them, I mean, there's clearly one guy who is who is a sentient, independent human being. In the third one, yeah, in the third one, so yeah. he's actually a cyborg. He's a cyborg. Okay, yeah. So so not, so, so, so formally an alien that got turned into a robot. Okay. So not, right. so there's a he's, there's he's a gray separate. zone. Okay. So um so, so and 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 knew that he was different. Okay. Yeah. But um one of the things I noticed was that um a lot of the the um the or the imperial is that how how the trade federation robots. Okay, the trade federation robots the were droids. almost droids were almost canine. Yeah, because they were just Pavlovian to the responses that they needed to do. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly, and that's exactly how I took it. Um, was they weren't shown as humans, so it wasn't a humanoid, even even approaching humanoid, even though it walked on two two legs and had two arms, mm -hmm. and in many ways was humanoid. The face was so different and so um, almost. It Wolf-like, yeah. yeah. Well, not even alien. Not alien in the sense of like, oh, look, it's an alien with multiple tentacles. I mean, and the alien is a foreign to us, not typical. to me. Predator-looking, because it was wolfish. Mm -hmm. Like a dog's legs, yeah. Like a dog wouldn't bother me, but it was it was to me specifically that it looked canine, kind of wolfish. Okay. And 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 very definitely predator. So, and mind you, like in earlier series, you had the stormtroopers, which in right. this case were uh, clone troopers. Although there's this, there's a difference. Oh, the clone between... thing's a whole another thing. Yeah, we'll, it's a we'll whole not, it's a whole another divergence here. But um, no, I think there was a I think there was an honest sense to to understand that if you're gonna have like Jedi in their prime, you didn't want them like they were gonna be swinging their sword around fairly frequently. 
you didn't want them cutting into humans or other aliens because there's a kind of the blood and guts thing and there isn't a whole, whole lot of blood and guts here no and again it's very much still a very much a pg-13 movie you know and or even a pg in some cases if, what, what would now be pg certainly yeah. maybe not at the time it was it was done but yeah. but certainly now what would be yeah PG? And, and and i think a lot of the understanding from george lucas's point of view was if we're gonna have if we're gonna have jedi if we're gonna have people with lightsabers that literally can cut through anything I don't really want them cutting through other people, or rather, that might even be more expensive to have other people getting cut up frequently. So why not robots? And robots are cheap, and you can you can digitally art the same robot. But stormtroopers are human. Yeah, but stormtroopers really rarely ever get cut up in the movies, though. Like rarely do you ever see a lightsaber go through another stormtrooper in a lot of cases. A lot more times, but, well, I they mean, just get shot. Get shot, yeah. I had always assumed that stormtroopers. Um, were shown without a face because without a face, you don't identify with them. I, I think definitely that like you can't really identify them quite so easily. But at the same time, it's like, not like a life lost. It's like a. It's just a. It's it's a disposable asset. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, yeah. that was that was a lot of how I felt with. Um, if you uh, another series that again like I watched prior to Star Wars would have been. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where all the foot soldiers were basically ninjas in masks that were all interchangeable and, and quite disposable at the end of the day because they weren't meant to be. They were all meant to be just. You a form group. no feelings about them because they are are. There's just, no individual. There's they're no homo. Individual, they're homogeneous. Yeah, there's no individuality individuality to them. They all are exactly the same from one to the next. So I mean, yeah. like you can't really form an attachment to any one of them because there's no attachment to be formed because. I don't know, is it start, is it, again, or in, in this case, is it foot soldier number one or is it foot soldier number 45? Like, yeah. same thing with Okay, Storm so, so, so a, a, a sort of equal to that observation would be that um, the Republic mm -hmm. um, rides animals. Really unique looking animals, but they ride animals. Mm -hmm. Jar, Jar, Jar Jar Binks. They ride animals. Uh, whereas the, the, Trade Federation. Trade Federation is in vehicles. Mm -hmm. And I kind of took that sort of the same way. It's that contrast between being a, something I can associate with and and um, attach to. Empathize with. Empathize with. Like the cool dragon. I, 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 I want to The one that kind of like moves across the ground? I want to you on dragon. Oh, okay. what is, or what is that? Which In which one? The, the third, third one, one. the yeah. third one where Obi Wan is riding on. Yeah, yeah. I have one of those in the Star Wars Old Republic MMO. It was one of my favorite things to ride around on. I don't know what it's called technically, but it's really kind of cool. Well, Chris, called... Christmas is coming up. I think that'd be a. I already great... got you. I already oh, okay. got you something for Christmas. We I was had to a... say, I, I think that would be a great commute vehicle. I, well, I will again if you can find one that's a commute. Except in the rain. I think if you I think if there's a commute vehicle for it, I'm getting mine first. Okay. Um, so, so I made, you know, so that was another observation that I had was mm -hmm. that, um, the, the, uh, trade federation was clearly trade, kind of a bad guy and very much something that you could not robotic to. and, and yeah. And where, and, and unsympathetic, completely unsympathetic. Versus and, where the Republic was kind of a little bit more sympathetic, but maybe it slowly got less sympathetic because you weren't able to attach as much with them. Well, um, which is kind of the intention, because again, keep in mind that clone troopers eventually become stormtroopers, and even like the wedge-shaped design of their big capital ships, 
lends himself to the Star Destroyers in the next the next series of films. And a lot of this is a lot of it was also George Lucas understanding like, oh, something's got to blend from one thing into the next, which is why some elements are kind of cribbed from a lot of that too. Okay, so so other other observations, and then we can talk about individual movies. Yeah, individual movies and dislikes. Um, so. You know the first movie, which which again I saw when it first came out and stood and stood in line. It was truly a blockbuster. And um, by the first movie, I mean is that New Hope? Yes. Yeah, the, the New fourth. Hope. Yeah, so episode four um, stood on its own, and and we know it stood on its own because we all went to see it and thought it was just amazing. All, and all on its own. Like all you, on its own. If you never got no another, backstory. If you never got another one, you would be okay with that. These these three do not could not. You needed to have seen four to even be able to to have the conversation about what these were about. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting because I know it's a prequel, but but shouldn't they be able to stand on their own? They they so distinctly do not. I'm I don't except maybe maybe three maybe maybe. I think part of the problem with this is twofold. One of which is that by the time these movies came out. A lot of people who would have been interested in the movies were already attached to four, five, and six. So you had to, so there was kind of already a built in installment base that already knew that, oh, we're going into these new, we're going into these new movies. We already know everything about these characters, characters or maybe not even these characters, but this world and everything else. So this isn't necessarily, so we want to be in this world. We came to be in this world because it's Star Wars versus if you had a standalone movie, you know, like I'm trying like, if you had one of the standalone movies that come out nowadays, like Shazam maybe. Shazam is a perfectly fine serviceable movie movie all on its own well, before you even realize that it exists in this DC universe. Well, it, well, I mean a lot of the DC movies I would say um and the Marvel movies can stand alone even it, without the additional add-ons yeah, to the world. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, and and that's the second thing here as well is that to us now, we're semi-conditioned to expect these movies to have elements from other stuff, but not to be the major focus. Right. Again, like a shared continuity is somewhat is not common. It was not was not common back in the day when the Star Wars movies were being made, because we didn't really know what would happen in the Star Wars movies, and the only arbiter that had any control over it was basically one guy, you know, George Lucas, George Lucas who had the only arbiter to it, and even then you had supplemental stuff, but they always stayed away from before Battle of Yavin kind of territory, except if you went thousands of years behind before that, because they knew that, like, this was eventually going to be fleshed out in some ways. Like, we all kind of... There was a kind of a mandate, if I understand correctly, from the Expanded Universe books at the time. Okay. So, 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 so part of that is knowing that, like, when you were going into these movies, you already had known everything about prior Star Wars movies, so, like, it got... So... Okay, okay. But, but I'll take you on there because um, I knew what I knew uh, uh, from from f uh, four, five, and six. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I understood sort of what the force was, but I kind of hoped. So, so let's go over my expectations for the first three. Okay, that's a good. Uh, that's a good idea. Okay, so my expectations were that you'd find out how Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader. Okay, mm -hmm. it really interested in what turns turns his soul. Okay, um, because I all I know from uh, all I know of Darth Vader by the end of, of movie six 
is that he was an apprentice to Obi-Wan. And, and trusting Obi-Wan, you would have to assume that he was, along with being powerful, a, a good, honorable, solid character. Yeah, and okay? this, why on earth and how on earth did he ever what turned shift him? him? What yeah. awful thing happened to him yeah, that turned him? That, that's and, a lot of expectation that was going into those movies. Okay, so so that was one of my expectations. Another one was to, to get a real grasp over what the Force was and what binds um, the members of the Force what makes them unique, what is um, what is the inherent trait, because there obviously is one, um, that they all, um, that differentiates them from others. And, um, and sort of what they are, because all I can kind of get from it is it's sort of Buddhist, kind of. He, George Lucas made a point of saying that he's, that when he was making Star Wars, um, he had the idea for Star Wars even before 1977 uh, that he had it actually about almost 10 years earlier because he fell in love back in the day with, again, Japanese samurai movies and World War II movies, which were very popular back in the 60s and 70s. And a lot of Jedi in of himself comes from uh, Japanese samurai, Shinto Buddhism, and a lot of other stuff because he wanted to make it seem vaguely religious but not have any sort of explicit ties to any one necessary religion or any sort of identifiable religion except you know like so it's not like christianity is imperialism it's just you know like as a there, there was, rationale okay so there was a um television show on for several years with david carradine um as the main actor that was a western about a buddhist monk yes i remember did, watching that okay um, when the movies first came out, George Lucas said that that, that was part of his ins- inspiration was the idea of um, wh- what is a Western, what is what is like a Western samurai kind what of. What is you know? yeah? What is what is a what is a Buddhist monk in the old West? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a sort of a spaghetti Western with a with a, a, a karate monk. Yeah, okay. and they literally went and made that series and into a TV show. Yeah, so it was in it was in so, um, and he he said at the time that the that uh, episode four was released that that would that show was one of his uh, one of his his um, inspirations and that to me made sense when I saw the first movie because when you walk into the can- canteen scene it's very much like walking into a saloon mm-hmm. and um, you just need the old chimey drawers that you know. <laughs> Yeah, the doors that swing in and out. So, um, so I, so I definitely got that this was sort of a different take on this. Is sort of outer space meets wild west. Yeah, and I and, think that's a lot I, of what the original trilogy was intended. Yeah, so I, so I, I got that, and I, I kind of understood where that came from. I think what I was hoping to find, so my back to my expectations, but I was hoping to find was, um. What was the genesis of the force? Where did it, maybe not necessarily where it came from, but how did, what, what bound them? Uh, where was Yoda from? You know, maybe some backstory there. Um, some backstory on um, the Republic as a whole. Well, what did it form? What is, it's, it's sort of like the NATO of, of outer space. Um, but we all know that NATO, NATO came out of two world wars. So, mm-hmm. you know, where what, did all this come from at the all, end of the day? Yeah, where did no, all this come from? And oh, yeah. So, let's do this. Like, let's go through the let's go through the different episodes here, the different okay. movies, 
Um, and I then want to tell you, because I've had too much time on my hands and I've thought of my own version of it, I'll tell you what kind of my impression of what the movie's probably might have should have been from from my point of view and i and i understand i was um in in talking to um your brother um i understand that there was there were cartoons that kind of filled in the gaps because there are time periods between yes certainly between one and two yeah there's not not as much between two and three but some so between episodes one and two are about some odd 10 years they say give or take like Anakin was maybe like ten years, nine, ten years old, and he'd be, right. he's like nineteen, twenty by the time we get to right. uh, the second one, and then by the time we get to the third one, it's maybe three or four years. Though technically they say three, I would say like three or four years. Yeah, there is an animated, um, there's an animated series that was originally there was one was in two D, and then it later expanded to a three D version for Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Again, um, initially on Cartoon Network, and then eventually over to Disney's. Um, cable channel here, um, Star Wars Clone Wars, that kind of fill in the gaps of kind of expanding upon what was happening in between all this time. Because it's a very yeah. rich time that gets explained um, in I'll, a I'll tell you later why I, why I wish, I, or I might go back and watch those. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm looking for and you can tell me if it's there. Okay. Well, okay. let's go through the different okay. episodes here. So. Um, this is a very literally like washed down version of what happens in the episodes. So yeah. like, I do leave out the droids because I don't find them very useful as part of a narrative storytelling. I didn't find the clones very useful in terms of moving the story story forward. No, no, except, no. except that you understand that war is coming. Yeah, or that there is a war and this is what's being used to fight it. It's um, really creepy. But I leave out R two D two and C three PO because they don't really serve a narrative purpose outside of that. You need droids. Okay, can I make one global overall complaint? Yes, please. I'll try to keep it just to one. I can't keep it to one. Okay, so the four, five, and six, and 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 the further you move away from four, it's sort of somewhat less true, but still, mm-hmm. they have a sense of humor and they're campy and they poke fun at themselves. Yes, and you have you it's know very this, much an Abel sort of bit going on. There's well, I mean, you have the, you have the insults that that fly between Han Solo and Princess Leia. You have sort of that that sort of cool kid thing between Han Solo and and Luke. Luke. Like the um, older brother, sort of like I'm yeah. taking care of you, or like yeah. But I'm going to teach you things, and you might you might be book smart, which I would say is the force, but I'm street smart, and I have that to get. So there's a certain campiness to it that's lighthearted at the end of the day. That makes it fun. It's a, there's a charm to it. There is a charm to it. There is no charm in these puppies. No. They're very static and very still. My major complaint with the movies, and I didn't realize it until I rewatched episode one, um, episode one here, the music is beautiful. It's an absolute beautiful soundtrack. I don't need to hear it all the time. <laughs> it is drowning out certain scenes at one point. I don't know if that's just the speakers that we were watching it with that... that didn't prioritize um, voices at there, all, maybe, but there's the, definitely yeah. So that music is everywhere. Well, and I would say there's definitely a feel that he was going for. Mm-hmm. There's because they do have between the three of them a, a uniform feel. Yes, they do. Just like four, five, and six have a uniform feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they, I miss the camp. Yeah, a certain playful charm that like. That, we that all I know would we're say, in trouble, but 
we're going to get out of this. We, we, which we I, this. which the last movie, um, which for me, the last movie is the one with Daisy Ridley. Yes, the okay. last series okay. instead of them. Um, uh, I thought I had some of that. Yes. Yeah. We get back to that okay. at least. Yeah. But I, th- I find like a lot of like the Jedi being this over seriousness and even Obi-Wan when he cry, try, when he track, cracks his, his little jokes here are not... They feel very forced at the end of the day. I mean, like I, forced is a good word. We have a movie. We have a series of movies about the force that feel forced. <laughs> Just All right. saying. Okay. So episode one, mm-hmm. Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn are sent to the planet of Boo regarding some sort of blockade by the Trade Federation. Then we've got Obi Wan and Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn are attacked by the Trade Federation, so they flee to Naboo. They meet Jar Jar Binks, which is his own issue, and they go off to go rescue. Queen, Ama, Queen Padme Amidala, they take her into space because they got to leave the Trade Federation because they're trying to do bad things. Their ship gets hurt, and so they have to go to Tatooine to fix it because it's the closest place that nobody's looking for them. They meet Qui-Gon and Padme go and meet Anakin. And, and Padme is kind of under, in disguise. So then that's something we'll talk about here in just a okay. moment here. Because that was one of the fun, more interesting things. Because the, there's... So during this entire bit where Padme is... You know, we only really know the queen, queen as Queen Amidala. We don't actually know her first name at all. She just goes by yeah. Queen Amidala. But it's actually Padme Amidala. So this handmaiden is going around as, who goes by Padme is out there with... Qui-Gon and Jar Jar Binks running around with the Jedi and being quite secretive about it, you eventually figure out that she's actually the queen and the person who's actually playing the queen, which is Kira Knightley, who is a person who looks very, very similar to mm-hmm. Natalie Portman, Portman at the yeah. time when they were both uh, young se- ingenues, yeah. 17, 19 years old, give or take, um, that... She's playing a bodyguard, so that way Queen Amada- Padme is not directly, you know, sort of thing. At risk, it. yeah. And everyone's kind of being a little coy about not saying it directly. Yeah. So. Uh, takes, takes a little bit to figure it out. Yeah, so. Um, but in either case, they find Anakin Skywalker, who agrees to take place in a very fast-paced pod yeah, race. Again, he's 9 or 10 at the time. He's yeah. a slave. His mother is as well a slave. Mm-hmm. They, they're living in pretty cool digs for being slaves. Yeah, not not, not too bad own, at the end of the day. Yeah, they, they their got, own little... little uh, they have, like, work hours, too. So, I mean, like, how much of a slave are they, really? Yeah, so so they, they, they have their own sort of little townhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, Two-bedroom, it looks like. Yeah. So, I mean, it actually looks like, like pretty good digs. There's kind of that... Junker kind of feel to it. Kind yeah. of like... Like we're we, we're skating by, but we're not skating by that badly. But look yeah. at all this weird stuff everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so eventually, what it's realized is that they have to get into this pod race to make money in order to get the parts. And while Qui Gon's there, he bets for Anakin's release as a slave, or basically goes to like, hey, I'll wager Anakin and I'll buy Anakin off you if the. And this there. isn't like a street race where it's two drivers. It's it's like seven or eight or nine About or a dozen. Yeah. Um, and and it's about a dozen aircraft adults. Jet, it's a it's a dozen aircraft, and I mean and I mean this in the most literal sense, like Boeing seven forty seven jets. Yeah. That are strapped by cables pulling around a sled. Yeah. It's known as pod racing, 
it's bizarre and weird, and who knows what the rules are because clearly there's no marker. There are lane. no rules. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can you can do go as dirty as you want and and cut other people off. And who's gonna watch and who's gonna notice? Yeah. Um, so it's 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 mean racing, mm-hmm. and it's not a place for a, a nine or ten year old kid. Much less the fact that you could do it. Well, you, you could die doing it. I mean, it would have surprised me if most of those so, contestants. So for did. for a whole lot, and, and may objects to to Qui Gon doing this, mm-hmm. but um, it, it it doesn't seem very realistic to me. No, and I that's the part I appreciate the most that it's not realistic. Okay. Because I, I to watch Star Wars is to also remember. It's a light. It's it's unbound plasma as a sword that's somehow contained, but yet, if it were contained, how would it melt through stuff? Like, how does... Like, yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. You, you think yeah, too hard so about yeah, it, it doesn't work. You suspend belief. So, yeah. you suspend belief. But... Yeah. but um, yeah, she clearly does not like this notion of putting all of their money on a well, nine-year-old kid. Well, and, and putting the child at risk. She thinks it's really wrong to extort the child that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, she objects for a number of reasons, but, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a setup and, and Qui-Gon clearly recognizes something in Anakin who, who is very good at fixing things and, mm-hmm. and building things. Clearly sees that there's more to him. Yeah. Clearly sees that there's, there's something there. And this is where I wish there had been more backstory because I know nothing about the chosen one who's to bring balance. Like if it had been like one of these like stories like Qui Gon had told and given there us more any backstory lore about it or or even I, the part that really kind of kills me in this initial scene is that there's this touching moment between Anakin and Obi Wan Kenobi where like they're talking at nighttime before the race the next day and you know and he's they go off on this weird tangent about metachlorians just what the force is and. It, that's been kind of retconned to that, like, that's not what the Force is. It's not blood sound. It's not yeah, elements he, of your yeah, blood. Cause he, yeah, because he takes a sample of this child's blood and has yeah. it tested. Yeah, like, that that element is retconned eventually that says, like, that that's not really where the Force comes from. Like, that part didn't actually happen. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Well, they talk about his, his metachlorians are off the chart. Yeah. Off the chart. Just off the chart. The it, highest number ever. Uh, I've ne- Huge. Not, e- not even Huge. Yoda has this kind Huge. of level either. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... But again, I mean, that would have been a touching time in which you could have been like, this is kind of what the Force is, and well, this is we'll, where it comes we'll from. We'll get around to touching moments that they... That they, 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 they lost, lost the chance. And, yeah. yeah. So, moving on with the story here, like, they get all the parts, they fix the ship, but before they leave, Qui-Gon gets into a fight with Darth Maul, which is... The big bad guy Sith. He's got a red lightsaber. Okay, he's horny. So, so not in uh, that sense, but he's got horns all he's over his horns head. Horns on his head. Um, okay, so like like Siths were like like I was all prepared for Darth Maul to be this big climactic character. He's like so uh, such a non-entity. He has he's, three lines in the entire bit, and all three of those lines were redubbed by somebody else with a far more menacing voice. Well, and I'm looking at this going, well, that's it. Like, all that red and black. I mean, you were you were him, Darth Maul, for, for Halloween Jun- one year. Junior year of high school, 1999. Yeah. So, I mean, I was all prepared for that to be, like, the uh, the good old-fashioned villain that you hate. You know, this is, like, he does the the nasty, nasty stuff, and you really want to hate him. No, he's he, he, he shows up like 
twice for any meaningful stuff, but he's in the background for everything else. Okay. So, in, yeah, no, there, so there's a giant wasted potential in that. Oh, yeah, because you, you don't ever get to hate him. It's not even so much that you don't get to hate him, but, like, it's literally plastered on his face. You should probably hate this guy. He's red and black. He doesn't look like a nice guy. It's a cool paint job, though. Oh, well, um, it was. But, but to go with that, you're getting this... I, I don't understand what the war is about, and I guess that's one of the things that I wanted to understand as well. One of my expectations was... Why why do the Sith exist, and why are they fighting with the Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what, what, what's this about? Yeah, and then they this don't is do... Is this Nazis and, and the and rest allied, of the world? Yeah. yeah. And um and and I didn't get any. You saw pieces of it. People didn't trust people. People wanted you know certain people be wary of them and and be wary of this senator and people and are being used. Like, yeah. What is? But again, like yeah, there's no outlying re- reason why bad guy. Why bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. That there's again like lost potential in the why bad guy. But again, I mean. Oh, there's it, all sorts of lost it, potential. It kind of assumes that again going into the movie that. You know that Sith are the bad guys. They don't like Jedi. They don't but explain why. But when am I why. supposed to find out? Do I ever find out why? Well, no. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I can give just... you I can give you lip service as to why, but I mean, like, not that it really makes any difference. Okay. All right. And 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 and, and again, if you like Darth Maul, he gets expanded in the Clone War series a lot more, especially the. 3D animated one, like he gets a lot more development. Oh, and, the, in that. and we're talking about the in the animated series. Yeah, the animated okay. series off Disney. Like he gets a lot more development on there. That if you really want to to enjoy Darth Maul more, you would enjoy him there. Well, he's, well, I understand the war better and the manipulations. I, I, can, I, I, can, I can explain the war a little bit better here, but let's finish with this first okay. movie here. So okay. Um, so they got everybody on the ship now. So you've got Padme, Anakin, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, they're all going to go to Coruscant, which is a giant planet made of a, of a singular city. It's a planet of cities. It was one big city, apparently. The cities are cool. They're very slick uh, looking. It's where the Jedi live. It's where the Senate is. It's like, you know, UN peacekeeping force. Um, it's got two sides. NATO. Um, you, Padme wants to go to the Senate because she wants to ask for help with the Trade Federation, but she goes to the tra- she goes to the Senate and they're basically kind of middling and wanting to help no let's go for a committee no let's let's do this no let's let's you know instead of immediate action which is what she wants yeah and they get mired in kind of like oh no this is an outrage i demand we have an inquiry into this to see if this is truly happening or not you know and then three weeks later find out yeah it was happening what do we do now oh committee so she decides that she's going to say I don't trust the chancellor on this, so I say we vote for a new chancellor, which is kind of odd because you'd think that like she's manipulated into that, though. Yeah, but even then, like one person's voice, a sovereign leader from another planet, gets to say, "Oh, look, we need a new chancellor because she does because I vote for I don't, a vote of, vote of no confidence." Yeah, like it seems like an awful large amount of power, and you would almost just throw that. I mean, I can imagine almost anybody else just throwing that around just for the sake of. I don't like this guy. Let's vote for a new guy and trying to just stall the Senate. Like it seems like such a weird, arbitrary sort of rule. But she, but she's so. A couple of things that strike me there is is she is what nineteen twenty. No, no, no. She's like fifteen, sixteen. So, so here's something that's not well explained initially that the queen or the ruler of Naboo is intentionally a small is a younger child who is intentionally naive and idyllic in their philosophy and principles 
because I believe that's what's going to give you the best outcome as somebody who does have that drive, will, and passion for the people. And you get that more or less as a more younger, more naive sort of, you know, less worldly person because you don't care what the rest of the world thinks about your... My, my sense would, that whole time... That she was maybe in her teens. My sense is really that she was more like 19, 20, 21, even maybe 22. On she own. was to yeah. me. She she struck me as more of a motherly figure to um, to Anakin. Yeah, no, I, I agree that she definitely seems like a motherly person to Anakin. Um, but I, I clearly got the sense she was in she was some sort of teenager in the okay. range of like a 15, 16, 17 year old kind okay. of kid. Maybe. Okay, but then did I misinterpret it? And and again, I mean, like it's it's up to everyone's own individual interpretation. Okay. But that's what I got from her. Okay. Um. That being said, um, Qui-Gon takes Anakin to the Jedi to say, hey, look, it's the special, it's a special apple I found. Doesn't everybody want to have this ripe, beautiful, juicy apple? It's the best apple ever. Your apple's kind of an older apple. No, this apple's a really good apple. You got to try it. It's a great apple. Let's make it into the best apple tree ever. In Anakin Skywalker. Basically, they want Anakin uh, Skywalker. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was getting it's, lost there. It's okay, play so, the metaphor. So, so ba- basically, he goes to the council, which is is all the various... Um, masters. Ma- masters of the Force. And he introduces this child, mm-hmm. and, and he says the Force is strong with him. And they, and, and Yoda foreshadows and says, I, I, I foresee problems. He yeah. doesn't control they his all, emotions. He they all agree. Yeah, they all agree that this guy, this kid is very powerful for the force but they all but yoda again kind of foresees that this is not that this kid is going to have issues down the line and that it's not gonna go quite the way i think everyone wants this to go even though you know because clearly he's already showing elements of fear anxiety which is fair because he's 10 years old and he just literally moved away from home and he doesn't know he what's left going his on. mother and he's never going to see his mother again and he kind of knows he's never going to see his mother again and he just got told oh hey you're going to be a jedi so don't don't f up the interview yeah yeah you know like i can appreciate the kid doesn't you know i can appreciate that the kid doesn't know what's going on and i can certainly understand that element um but basically the jedi's council says no but they send they send Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn back with Padme back to Naboo because she's gung ho on going back there and trying to solve the problems herself if the Senate won't help her. Yeah. Um, and they're still going to be her bodyguards until that time being because she's already been working with them already. Yeah. Um, which gets to, again, the big climatic sort of fight scene in the, in the in here. We've got kind of three different battles going on. Jar Jar's people, the Gungans, agree to help the Naboo people, so they're going to create a diversion by drawing all the enemy soldiers, uh, the droid army from the Trade Federation, out to this giant open plane, which is so nice for them to just kind of all agree to just all fight in a giant open plane. Really? Yeah. Um, That happens a lot, though, in in war battles. Yeah, just big open fields, just out in the middle of nowhere, instead of guerrilla warfare. Yeah. So, um, so they agree to do that, and they um, basically head out to a few... The Gungans are distracting the droid army, as where uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan Kenobi, along with Padme and Anakin, go into the Naboo City. The intent is to try to um, take over... Actually, there's four battles when you think about it. So, um, they're trying... The intent is that, oh, hey, well, why don't we kidnap the Trade Federation people, and we'll st- and we'll basically threaten them 
to release our planet here because we've got them in our we will point guns at them instead. Yeah. Which makes you think like, why didn't you do that before? Because you wanted to you wanted to use the the accepted channels. Possibly. Um, so yeah, so that's so that's the case there. Um, midway in the process, they free a bunch of pilots, which go up to space because. There's a big spaceship that's kind of blocking the planet, but it's also controlling all the droids. So if they destroy this ship, the droids will stop and the Gungans will be saved. Which is, you know, contrary because when you notice them leaving, there's like a dozen different ships. Why is it this one ship is capable of controlling all the droids on the planet? It's kind of silly. Um, but midway in the process of freeing the pilots, Qui-Gon, Jin, and Obi-Wan Kenobi meet. Darth Maul again, and have the very epic Duel of Fate song, which is a great song. Um, but now they've got to fight with Darth Maul, who doesn't have one lightsaber. He's got oh, two lightsabers on one stick. Yeah. So, which was very popular. It's a double-ended. A double-ended yeah. lightsaber. Um, at the end of all this, Anakin, Sky Anakin Skywalker becomes the great pilot. He destroys the droid ship. The Gungans survive because all mm. the droids stop. And, and Anakin, by the way, is still like nine or ten. Yeah, nine or ten years old, just and by accident it happened to be the pilot. You know, like no no intention, just by accident. Accident shooting up from the inside. Mm-hmm. Padme uh Padme gets to the Trade Federation representatives and basically holds them hostage until they agree to leave their planet. And Qui Gon Jin and Obi Wan Kenobi fight Darth Maul. Qui Gon Jin loses, but Obi Wan defeats Darth Maul and um at the end of the day. Yoda and the council agree, okay, and Anakin can be your apprentice, and Obi-Wan Kenobi is granted the title of a Jedi Knight now. He's not a, a Padawan anymore. He's a knight. Um, so he can train Anakin Skywalker in the Force. And they have a giant parade at the very end. Yes. Again, like I said, the movie, again, like when you say it all out loud like that, like it doesn't flow really well. Well, it flows better than it does actually watching it. True. Um, I mean, the ending reminded me a lot of the ending of, of Episode Four, New Hope, where they have the the award ceremony and it's the same kind. Oh, of, yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so very much that that same kind of thing. So, some cool elements of this uh, movie here: Liam Neeson basically signed on to play a jet, a jet, signed on to the movie regardless of the role before a script was ever released. Oh really? He jumped on that. He jumped on that. He just wanted to do it. Liam Neeson was so eager to be in this film that he signed without ever reading a script. Okay. Um, Natalie Portman, as an example here, had to miss her had to miss the New York City premiere of the movie because she had to go back home and study for finals. There we go. She was seventeen at the time. Yeah, get your priorities straight. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting one here is that the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. Um, he was actually there every single day on set when he was there in character. So he actually went through the entire movie and actually acted along with all the other characters in the movie in the, when he was there. And what he's, the, a, he's a uh, San Francisco comedian, isn't he? Yeah, he's in, he's naturally a comedian. I don't. Yeah. I thought he was New York based, but okay. Um, he is a comedian. He's got that kind of great voice, and he again, they made a they made an actual suit for him to wear on set because the intention was to literally digitize the other elements back in that were yeah. missing from the from the thing there and at the end of filming uh, when they went to go to start doing the special effects they realized that it was about 50% cheaper to just make a digital version of the character and art out all the acting that he did but just keep but put it in this digital character instead instead and 
instead of trying to art in all the stuff. Okay. But keep in so, mind also at one point they, they tried to make a Jar Jar like puppet like Yoda and were trying to put that in the movie as well. This is very early concept stage stuff though. So so interesting things about Jar Jar. I was already because I'd, I'd heard about him um, years and years and years ago. I was already to be annoyed and really dislike him and I didn't find him that dislikable. I, or annoying. I, I find his character, I mean, and, and this is a, what I think a lot of fans um, agree to at this point in, the, in this point in Star Wars life, is that um, his characterization of the character, Jar Jar Binks, doesn't age well. And it, from, from my point of view, like, it's a very kind of stereotypical, almost mean, not necessarily mean-spirited. Never, I don't think it... He's uh, always well-spirited, but it's it's a dumb cluck. Yeah, like... He's yeah. a dumb cluck, and, and he, he dumb clucks well. Yeah. I mean, it's it, sort of things are going to happen, and things are going to go wrong, and he's going to trip on something in the wrong place. And and you know you know that's going to happen. Yeah. I so so when we were talking earlier about missed opportunities, I had my own little list of missed opportunities, and and one of them was some of the comic relief that is lacking could have come from that character. And well, I think it, they tried to make it come from that character, but it really didn't. No, because it, because again, it's not because it's forced. It's not an intention. It's not an intention of being lighthearted and flowing with the rest of the scene it's almost as if like it's forced because this scene might be like the dinner table scene when they're having with Anakin's mom and Qui-Gon yeah. and all those things like like he's picking at the food and using his tongue to stick the food like that doesn't need to be there it's just forced for no particularly good reason other than Jar Jar is kind of weird and annoying wouldn't that be what all the cool kids like huh huh and it's yeah. just it's it feels very much out of place. And I felt Jar Jar being seen of himself felt very out of place in this movie. I th- almost imagine you could redo a majority of this movie without Jar Jar Binks in it. It wouldn't change anything. Oh, you could lose the character altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, he doesn't appear... Does he appear in, in, in any of the later ones? He's not he, in... He's, he's in two and three. He's, he's in two and three, but he's not in four, five, and six. No. Is he in seven, eight? No. no. Okay. He does appear. So, he does appear in the animated series, very, very sparingly. Um, okay. So I felt like if you were going to introduce him, then use him. If he was just there to take up screen time, don't bother. And that's what I think a lot of people thought about him, and I certainly agree that I didn't I find him as annoying as I expected to, because I'd heard all sorts of stories about exactly how annoying mm-hmm. he was. Absolutely. So let's move on to episode two. So, uh, Padme now is... It's been about 10 years now, in theory. Uh-huh. So, Padme is maybe in her late 20s, in her later 20s. She's a senator now. Yeah. So, she now represents Naboo in the Senate. Um, and she's trying to be assassinated. Don't know why, but she's trying to be assassinated. Oh, one holdover. Um, Naboo's original senator is, is Senator Palpatine. He ends up becoming the new Supreme Chancellor by the end of episode, of the end of the first movie. Right. This is the guy that literally screams, <clears throat> I'm plotting something, please don't let my smile fool you otherwise. And nobody trusts him for exactly that reason. Mm-hmm. But he comes across to be a very nice guy. And he's kind of, he, so a, a couple of things. I felt like Anakin was being groomed by him. Yes. You kind of see it. Yeah. It's very it, much of like, oh, you look very interesting and... I'm a force, I, again, and he's also a 
a f- he, we don't know that. We don't know this initially in the beginning, but he's also a Force user, so he does seem like, oh, Anakin Skywalker, this guy who seems awfully powerful in the Force, even I can feel it. Hmm, I will keep an eye on you. Yeah, so it, it reminded me of a predator grooming a child for child molestation. But And, and see, okay, so <laughs> let's maybe talk this is about... Force let's mom. talk about child molestation, by the way. Um... So I, I thought that Padme was older, and, and I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to rethink if I would have the same issue with, like, a 19-year-old and a 26-year-old, or 25-year-old, I guess, or 20-year-old and a 25- or 26-year-old. But um, they, there's no way that's happening. Not and in any normal way, no. Not in any way. Okay. First of all... It, it reminded me of the there was a movie long ago called The Blue Lagoon I've heard of it with Brooke Shields and Chris something and um, and they they were supposedly in a, in a plane wreck or a shipwreck or something and got, they were castaways and they um, discover the world together and eventually become romantic and the biggest complaint about the movie was you just never bought that they were romantic and this was that you never ever saw any chemistry genuine chemistry between them so this is episode and two by the way it's episode two and because in the first one like the younger actor you do you yeah do, you, in the you first in that. the first one you sense you sense that there's a special connection between them but to me that sense was was she was mothering him mm-hmm. because she realized that he he no longer had his mother yeah, and so you felt like he was like he was being mothered, and that that he was attracted to her as well, because that's the figure he needed. Yeah, and, or the figure he wanted. Yeah, and and instead they they very clumsily get into they're having a relationship where where they yeah. kiss and you're like wow, just very no. forced, very forced, and and. And my first objection was, geez, there's like a 10-year age difference. I'm not just, I'm kind of creeped out. Mm-hmm. Now you're telling me it's, it's probably more like a five or six-year age difference. I'm still kind of creeped out. Okay, that's fair. So, um, so again, yeah, Padme is trying to be assassinated here in episode two. Why they, is she trying to be assassinated? She is trying to be assassinated here because she's trying to push for certain legislation that would kind of make things a little bit more easier. Like... Again, by this point here, it's been about 10 years, and the Trade Federation has actually left the uh, Republic along with some other outlying sort of systems. And so there's now this kind of... It's it's kind of like the Confederacy leaving the United States where they're like, we want to do X, Y, and Z. You're not going to stop us. But nobody's really fired the first shot just yet. Yeah. And Natalie Portman's Padme wants to, wants to talk about wants to talk about this, maybe find a rational solution to this, wants to allow diplomacy to happen. Yeah. As where Chancellor Palpatine would really prefer that they go into open battle because it would allow him to build an army. But but he's a, he, yeah, so he's a a sheep and he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes. And he's, he's pretending to be one of them when he's really a, a Sith Lord. When do we find out he's a Sith Lord? Oh, in episode three. Okay. But the intention is, is that if he but kills... But you know that there's something wrong yeah, with him. Yeah, we all kind of know there's something wrong with He's him. He's got that weird smile. The intention is that if you kill Padme Amidala, that you can blame it on the on the separatists, which is what the Trade Federation and all the collection of people that are now moving away from the Republic are now known as, that you can blame it on the separatists, then he can, you know, Chancellor Palpatine can 
create an army that he can use for his own purposes, which he's actually kind of been grooming in the in the in the background, in the background yeah. here. Yeah. So as you have the clones, he, yes. So um, as a result of uh, Padme being trying to be assassinated, Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin are now charmed to be bodyguards again for Padme. Yeah. Um, and eventually they realize that um, Obi-Wan gets like a clue that leads him to the clones as we're uh, to this clone factory and they realize that like these clones have been being made for years and they're just waiting for the Republic to you know call them into duty because they've literally had them in waiting they've been building up all these weapons training them like they're ready to go when whenever you want them okay so 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 here's here's another sort of sort of um quip and concern no um (laughs) here's another sort of weird observation in this particular instance when when uh, obi-wan arrives at the um station where the clones are being developed Mm -hmm. and he doesn't realize that's what's happened they think that he's come to inspect them and see how they're doing Mm -hmm. okay and what you have are literally human beings of all different ages, all cloned off of one single... One single variant. Variant, yeah. So they all look alike, dress alike. Mm-hmm. They walk alike, they talk alike, time same. So, um, you can lose your mind when cousins are two of a kind. Anyway, um, so uh, he happens upon it quite accidentally and they mistake him. The life forms that, were, that, that are in this particular thing I thought were drawn specifically the very flowy and sort of otherworldly. Really long neck, very light, loose clothing, very kind of slinky, sort of slow body movement. That's just like which this all works sense. with how naive they are. Yeah, you actually believe that they don't know when that they're not picking up on. So I thought um, p- picking up on the fact that that uh, Obi Wan isn't who they think he is. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting because I thought the style in which they were presented was um, ethereal. And Very if you, ethereal. And, and if you were ethereal, you would not realize the things of this world, which you would be apolitical, right? Mm-hmm. Ethereal kind of goes with being apolitical. Well, part of the, th- part of the thing with these guys being slightly more ethereal, which led to this, was that they weren't on Republic maps. Right. So the planet they, the planet was at one time, but it had been erased from the library. Yeah. So like nobody knew this place existed. So it's probably rational to assume these people have not had a lot of communication or contact with outside organizations, or if they have, it's the same ones that they kind of already were working with to begin with. But, but I found it very interesting that you had these very ethereal creatures who were not mindful of the politics at all. Were were had no moral problem with cloning and creating these. Cre- creating yeah, clones. because you had whole classrooms of, of boys that looked absolutely identical, mm-hmm. um, and and they had no problem with sort of the factory, the human factory. I don't know how else to put it. No, um, that they were true. that they were running. They were just sort of um, gullible and naive and. Um, not considering consequences. And I thought it was interesting that that was the form that they chose to take because it does work. That ethereal nature that they are drawn as, they move very, Mm -hmm. very 
um, almost floaty. Yes. Um, uh, angelically, angelically. Yeah, almost. it is. It's very so. Um, it was almost as though that type of being mm-hmm. wouldn't recognize the danger or the evil in be- what they were doing or what doing they've been conscripted for. Yeah, in part because of sort of that ethereal sort of fairy-like nature that wouldn't um, comprehend the evil side of what they were doing. I don't, well, know, how, I don't know how to best describe what I'm trying to say. They wouldn't really quite appreciate or really quite care about the gravity of the nature of what they were doing or what they had been asked to do. Because they, didn't, cause they wouldn't recognize the danger. No. And, and, and their only thing was, was growing these we life did, forms. Look, look at the great job we did. You're here to Now, if you want to speed it up, we, you know, that's hard to speed it up because these are, you know, five and six-year-olds. You saw rooms of five and six and eight-year-olds. and Studying yeah. and doing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like you literally saw, like, thousands of what looked like individuals, even like a mess hall of them eating, which was interesting. So. Right. But they're all identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Obi Wan can go. So Obi Wan Kenobi goes there because he's got this lead. He meets this Jango Fett, which is where all these clones are based off of. Yeah. Father of Boba Fett, Fett. which is a much more interesting. Which, who is who is present actually as a child? Yes, yes. they they made him. They he's, made he's Bo- a clone. He, they made Jango Fett made asked them to make a clone that was an untampered clone because these clones actually age rather quickly. So they start as children in like. Right. They're like ten by the age by one year, and then they're like adults by the, by two years later. Yeah, you can speed them up. Yeah, so um, somehow for whatever reason, Obi Wan Kenobi doesn't quite trust Jango Fett. Wants to ask more questions. Jango Fett pulls a blaster on him, and for whatever reason, Obi Wan Kenobi's like, ah, a clue. I will follow the bounty hunter. Yeah, he um, he, he puts he puts basically a, a tracking device. Yep, puts a tracking device on Jango Fett's ship and follows him to a droid factory planet where they're making droids yeah bad guy trade federation droids um, meanwhile um anakin and padme have the most loveless uninteresting boring completely non-chemistry romance on naboo because the best place to hide padme again is back on naboo so anakin will be there and they have this very sort of they're on a lake it's it's very romantic, romantic. Look at, looking. Oh, look at this palace! And you watch them kissing. You're like, "Wow, this doesn't." Is, yeah, so unreal. At the end, so doesn't work. Yeah, and and here's the and here's the interesting thing about that is they they actually talk about that nobody can know and they have to keep this a secret. But then they don't really act like people have to keep it a secret. They they're not very secretive of it either yeah. in later movies. Yeah. So so. So I mean, there's I don't want to tip anybody off, but in in uh, in in the third movie, uh, Obi Wan guesses that that uh, that I the child he, she's carrying is is Anakin's. Like 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 Anakin's been living with her. They show him waking up with her. They show her him sleeping with her at night, all the time, and like nobody's supposed to know. Well, it's it's a public secret. Okay. Yeah, like. Like you know, like you know that everyone at work knows that something's up with Bob. Bob's like kind of the only one that maybe doesn't really admit it or hopes he's never going to be caught. But everyone knows that Bob steals the uh, steals the donuts. Okay. To, to eat right. by himself, but like 
It's the secret. It's not a secret. But, I but, don't nobody, but nobody says anything because at the end of the day, like, we all really kind of like Bob. We don't want to embarrass Bob. Or... Well, I don't like Anakin. No. So, <laughs> so okay. So, Kim, can we, talk, can we talk about this? Okay. So, it's very clear in the second movie. And, and this, again, is a missed opportunity. They missed, they, they missed the opportunity to make me feel angsty or to feel... Um, that Anakin was going on a dark route? Yeah, to, to want to protect him, to want to, to want it to come out well for him. I want absolutely nothing for him because I don't care. They don't give me anything to hold on to. You know, he's separated from his mom. He doesn't know who his dad is. I would like a better explanation of that because it sounds like she was just immaculate conception in, in the first movie. That's what it was. That's what it was, yes. Okay. So he's the chosen one and he was immaculately conceived. We're not getting too biblical here? Well, I mean, they, they mean the chosen one is kind of an analog for being biblical to begin with. I understand that, but 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 when when Obi Wan asks who his father is, or no, is Qui Gon asks mm-hmm. who his father is, she, she says there isn't one. He just just I. He, so if you if you read into the expanded universe, it's kind of claimed that um, that Palpatine at one point visited Tatooine because Tatooine's some sort of like special dark side planet, like every. Every planet's got, like, a light side of the Force and dark side of the Force. Like, Tatooine is apparently a very dark side Force-heavy planet because it's got some sort of Sith relic there. Okay. And he had decided that he was going to use this relic or some sort of gene manipulation and Sith alchemy to create Immaculate Conception in this one woman, which was why he was always interested in, in, in you know, Luke Skywalker, or, excuse me, Anakin Skywalker at that point, and... It's kind of very, very heavily kind of hinted that he was always intentionally doing this to make the Jedi find Anakin, do the training for him, and then move on, and, and to eventually collect him as his own apprentice. Oh, Darth okay. Vader. So it's so, a setup. Yeah, there was okay. Always, yeah, the, okay. The, so, so, so he's immaculately conceived, and he's the chosen one, and he's um, just not that interesting, though. He's not, and and not only is he not that interesting, there is absolutely. No warmth to him. There's not really no a lot of redeeming value in it. Yeah, I mean, he, he misses his mom. His mom's still a slave. Uh, Qui Gon couldn't get her free, and um, and and they're separated. And he goes back to find out that she um, because he has visions of her mm-hmm. in his head because he has visions in his head. Yeah. That's what sends him off to Tatooine to go and rescue her. And yeah, May's like, and well, I'm going to go to Tatooine. What you do on Tatooine is up to you, but you have to be my bodyguard. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. So, so he gets there. He meets his now stepfather again. Nice digs. Or stepbrother. Stepbrother. Step. Stepbrother because it's uncle Owen. It's uncle Owen. Yeah. So it's his, so eventually what he does is he meets kind of like his stepfather who has his own kids with pet with yeah. who had his own kids with um with Shmi Skywalker at one point. Yeah. Who apparently had the secret double life that nobody was aware of. Yeah. Because she had a kid with somebody else that was kind of of the same age of Anakin. And that's Uncle Owen at that point, who's also kind of got a wife of his own, too. See, I assumed that that was, that was her second husband's um, sure. uh, child. I, I always got the impression that, that they were Shmi's children. I don't oh, know how okay. or where. Okay, like, I wasn't getting that. Okay, I, so so that being either here or there, there's yeah. there's other people. Yeah. Um, 
and and he tries to save his mom and and she's been sold to somebody who isn't a kind slave master and he has to find her and he finds her and she she dies in his arms Yes. Okay. So a which, little too predictable there, but which fine. really kind of apparently sets him off. He kills all the uh, ra- Tuscan raiders that are there, and yeah. apparently this is supposed to be what tips him over to the dark side. But he has like, a bad we day. Well, we, I mean, it's we don't really see it though. We That's don't. The we don't see it. Yeah. So, so you don't really see it. They, he finds her, and she's been tied to a mast, and and she's obviously been been flogged, mm-hmm. and and stuff, but. You don't get to see or experience his angst, and you certainly don't feel for him. He's first of all, he's a horrible actor, but um, but just <laughs> just what what he just welcome to the dark side of the fans. He's awful, but um, but you you can't empathize with him. You can't. You don't. You just plain don't like him. You know, snotty little brat. And and so um, they miss the opportunity to give you any sort of empathy for him. And and you could have had it. You could have watched his internal struggle. You could have watched him deal with the fact that he just like massacred a bunch of people. And 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 does that make him? He could have had that angst of does this make me any better than the people who beat my mother? But he doesn't. Um, and you see that again later. Um, in three but um it's not good you you have so so i guess part of my problem is that you have Padme who's who's very empathetic and and Mm -hmm. loving and kind and um worthy of all this gracious and yeah yeah. worthy of all this beautiful praise but then you have anakin that's just kind of this has none of emotional blah but it's not even really all that emotional even see in him so Here's so here's part of my problem with Anakin Skywalker in and of himself is that I wanted the dirty Harry of Jedi. I kind of got a little bit of the so like you see that like Qui Gon Jinn is a bit of a rebel in his way of thinking and yeah and he insists Obi- upon keeping him and, and yeah and, and Qui Gon's got kind of this like kind of like kind of like dirty Harry sort of feel to him initially where he's like hey, I'm a Je- I'm the Jedi that breaks the rules like I'm a Jedi master but like. I know when it's important to break the rules, and I know how to have a little bit of fun, and I know yeah. how to be a little lighthearted with, even though this fact that I'm this do, do, warrior do, monk. Do we tell everybody he dies? Yes, he dies. We did. Okay. Um, and you see some of that rub off on Obi-Wan, where Obi-Wan's kind of a little bit of a of a snark. He's kind of, you know, kind he, he, of seems like he's little, got his vices, quips, but he's still... sometimes. Yeah. But he's pretty much a rule follower. He's, yeah, much he's pretty more, much a rule follower, and he yeah. doesn't stray from those boundaries at all. Yeah. What I really wanted Anakin would be was Anakin to be, like, the kid that, like, cool, school's out, grab the skateboard, immediately start skating down the hallways. Like, yeah. Because this was the guy that was, like, the best of the best of us, but, like, even the best of the best of us, when you go to, like, other movies, they're, like, the guy... Like, even the brilliant geniuses are, like weird and kind of like non-authorial like if you look at like Malcolm you in want the, him him to be the the Albert Einstein of the I want him to be Malcolm Force. in the middle okay like Malcolm in the middle is like this kid that's like this super genius at the end of the day but he's still just a twerp yeah and he's a twerp that realizes that he's super smart and so he can get away with the stuff because he's a twerp as opposed to being Sheldon yeah, yeah. As, as opposed to being Sheldon which knows he's super smart but flaunts it in everyone's face like if Anakin, at the end of the day, was like this rebellious sort of Jedi that was very much kind of like... Because you get the hints that, like, he would be this rebel at the end of the day, you know? That, yeah. like, 
and that maybe being around like this girl he's always kind of like makes him kind of nervous and maybe a little bit more like uh but like but, when but you did you ever get the feeling that he really liked her no I, I, I get the feeling that this was the first girl that I ever liked I just joined this monk organization where all I know is other guys that don't show any emotion this one girl kind of smiles at me and shows me emotion as we're like that doesn't make sense in that respect because Obi-Wan Kenobi treats him very much like his brother, brother like yeah. his, like this is my younger brother I gotta look okay. out for my younger brother and, and we'll have a conversation about that later too yeah that I, I, that I do get from time to time but I don't get the sense of this is my younger brother I gotta take care of him I was like god damn it my younger brother what the fuck did he like that's yeah. the that's, yeah. that's how I yeah. that's what, in the movie what, what have you done now yeah. um, okay so so I so, so I have issues um so moving on with the story a little bit first. Yeah, yeah. Um, on Tatooine, Padme gets like, Padme and Anakin get Obi-Wan's kind of like, oh, I've been captured kind of thing. And they go to rescue him, but they get captured as well. And then, so apparently all the Jedi come and save him, but they bring this entire clone army that's, that Obi-Wan let them know about beforehand. Well, I, I thought that all was a setup. I thought that was intentional. No. No, no. I, I, okay. I don't think Obi-Wan's getting captured was intentional, and I know Padme and Anakin going there very much because Anakin wanted to okay. save his master because he has, again, like, yeah. deep kind of like, yeah. this is kind of like, like my, this, this is my older brother, this is yeah. my dad. I, I, I got to go and save them. Yeah. But the Jedi popping up there as well because it was the last place that uh, Obi-Wan transmitted from with all these clone troopers was kind of like, oh, well, go figure. Yeah. Plop all there. Um, we also get introduced to our new Sith bad guy, Count Dooku. Christopher Lee. Oh, I miss Christopher Lee so much. He's the one of the best Draculas ever, but he's also just got that look to him. It's just oh, like... Oh, he, he just... Yeah, you know, he oozes out his pores. And in this movie, he's just being a ham. Yeah. He's really... And he, you're thankful for that. I really am. Like, I... I you watch him mince around in his lines, and he, he clearly knows that what he's saying is really kind of dumb and stupid. But he's just chewing the scenery at the end of the day. He's really enjoying himself. Boy, and, the and, the and and the thing is, he controls the scenes and he sets the tone, and it, and it, and that part of it works. And the and again, you can sense that this is the elder statesman kind yeah. of presence from him. He's very much leading everything. Clearly, this was this was one of the the highlights of of the, of the series. Yeah. Here was yeah. Christopher Lee. You know, sorry that he's gone, but like Christopher Lee as Count Dooku was a, was a nice shining point in the, in the yeah. series. Um, so like yeah, the Jedi appear and we get to see again. If we haven't mentioned this already, Samuel Jackson is like an elder Jedi named Mace Windu with a purple lightsaber, and I nobody adore. else has nobody else has a purple lightsaber. What does the purple stand for? It's in, in like the vast realm of of of, of lightsaber extended universe theory, because I don't think it really applies more so in this yeah. canon. Purple is like a weird color that doesn't normally exist, okay. and it's very very unusually well, rare. Okay, but that's 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 suitable. It's a young Samuel L. Jackson. It's a younger Samuel L. Jackson that's probably in his forties. Awesome. In, mind you, his lightsaber form as well is very unique in the Star Wars series because it's a very aggressive style that's very fluid and saves a lot of movements. But as a Jedi, he doesn't show a lot of emotion. It's actually one of these unique things where um, he's very unique like that. He's also the only one with a purple lightsaber. And you know why he's got a purple lightsaber? Why? 
because he because written in his contract is well because it's first it's Samuel L. Jackson and Samuel L. Jackson made a quirk to to George Lucas says like well, maybe you know I can't wait to maybe use my lightsaber in the next movie he's like maybe you will gonna be a purple lightsaber he's like well, we can think about that Samuel L. Jackson always has something purple he, it's that's his thing he loves having purple stuff in movies because it's it's a color that he it's really likes it's a signature sort of thing and the okay. fact that he has a purple lightsaber is totally one hundred percent Samuel L. Jackson. Well, he is a take no shit Jedi. Oh no, no, you know he like that. That is the dirty hairy Jedi that we want and that yeah. we got. And he yeah. was very much a note like I'm not, uh, I'm not dealing with this. Just move on and get let's get this done with. And, and yeah, he's an ex. But again, he's like the number two to Yoda at this point. Who yeah. is the who's the Grand Master of the Jedi Council? Um, we get to see Yoda fight. We get to see Yoda fight. Um, but before that, we get to see Anakin and Obi-Wan go up against Count Dooku. They stand no chance. Yeah. Anakin gets disarmed, literally. Yeah. <laughs> he loses yeah. a hand, loses which a hand. is a fun joke. Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting because it's 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 a lot like... Um, it's a parallel. Yeah, with Luke losing his hand. Yeah. It's, a par- okay. it's, a, it's, it's an intentional parallel. Okay. One I don't like, but it's an intentional parallel. There's I, a lot of that. Yeah. It's yeah. it, a little forced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, it's a movie that's forced. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Obi Wan, and so then we get Yoda who jumps around like a frog and spins and flips around like crazy, battling Count Dooku. Who, um, for for trivia's sake, Count Dooku didn't actually do his own stunts. Okay. He didn't actually do the lightsaber. Right? He actually got a stunt double, and the stunt double when they were sh- when they were shooting and practicing. Would actually have they would have like a like a three foot tall like a two and a half foot tall Yoda statue that they would pretend like they were fighting with. Okay. In the practice of mimics, which was intentional, so that way you got the uh, height of where Yoda was and what you were yeah. looking at when you were when yeah. he was when it was jumping around. Yeah. But even then, like it's kind of really hard to explain the Yoda fight at the end of the day. Um, Dooku leaves. They start the Clone War here at the end of the day, which was. Re- which is basically the Republic versus the Separatist, with the intention that really Emperor Palpatine wanted to create this army, needed an army for himself that was really loyal to him, and he's the original one that that paid the Kamino people, the clone people, to make the clones. Right. He's the original like Jedi who went out of his way to m- make the clones with very specific reasons, intentional, which we get to later in the third movie. Okay, but but. Just as as a, a side comment here, again, now now you have people that really are kind of people, mm-hmm. but you don't feel like they're people because they're 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 people who have been mass produced. Yeah, well, they're very much like clone. Tro- they're very much like stormtroopers at the end of the day. They don't really have any emotion. But if you want to kind of enjoy clone troopers again, I have to point to the animated series. Okay, which again. Like you, John, John said the animated series fills in very nicely there. It it does feel like if what you wanted out of the series, you get a lot of out of the animated series. Like at okay. one point here, like because because now we're between episodes two and three where it happens, Anakin gets his own Padawan, who is this smart Alec that we all want that we all really kind of wanted uh, Anakin mm. Skywalker to be, and you get to see more of this kind of like push between like will he fall to the dark side will he not fall to the dark side he's awfully aggressive it's not very jedi like and you get that more in the animated series than you do in the movie in the okay, movies okay. very much so 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 missed so if we can go back to missed op, missed opportunities sure okay. please. so in the council 
in in all three movies actually mm-hmm. you get this expression of concern they mm. see clouds they all kind of see clouds they don't they don't they don't see good outcomes in this they're worried about the fact that he do, he can't control his emotions mm-hmm. um and and yet in he can't control his emotions and yet we don't see him having much emotion no you don't see so the conflict that they're talking about and expressing concern over you don't ever really get doesn't really feel like it actually exists it's more or less people just saying that it exists and having to kind of believe that it does exist and you never actually see that at all and i and i really do wish that the second movie did a better job of portraying um like this was again like my problem was that anakin skywalker could have very much been the rebelish sort of you know jedi that you know hey it's within the jedi code no but that's not really the jedi way but is it like kind of playing on that edge because he knows he's super good and everyone kind of allowing it to kind of happen because like it's supposed to be the chosen one like maybe well, see, this is the divine will of the force allowing this to happen to let him be and, and, a bit and, of a dick and of sorts i i get of sorts i get that sense except that it's never actually discussed no. there's or no, it's never shown it, it's never shown it, it's, so, it's a great problem of show don't tell yeah this and, is often told but not shown yeah, and the problem the problem with that is that they talk about his you know that that he's he's got in conflicts and they and they're they're, cons- they're there's cons- concerns over it. Yeah, that there's some character lacking, but you don't get to see that. And even if they had shown it in just little bursts, a dinner table with a spilled cup, even if they'd shown it in in maybe small or him dealing with children when he's training um, mm-hmm. or something, but you never see what's giving them the concern you're Agreed. never Absolutely. you're never shown that you get a hint of it in episode one because again like jake lloyd for being only about nine year nine ten years old when he when he did well, he's the part, a smart ass cocky kid yeah and i wish that and, was the i wish that was extended through the series that he's a much better actor well yeah but i mean like we get what we get yeah so um so let's move on to episode three because there's a lot of that happens in episode three here Okay. Um, so Obi-Wan and Anakin have been in this Clone War now for a few years, but the Chancellor's apparently been captured by the Separatists right above Coruscant, so they go in yeah. to go save him. Uh, they rescue the Chancellor and they kill Count Dooku in the process, where you get to see a bit of a hint in like the evilness that is Anakin Skywalker, because he chops off Count Dooku's hands and literally decapitates his head off, uh, decap- yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, a little, 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 little bit you, of the, the mean, mean to mean to animals. Yeah, you start. Yeah, you yeah. start seeing a little bit of meanness. But again, even then, it's like that's what I wanted to see in episode two, and I wanted to see it like exaggerated, yeah. even more exaggerated. Ex, ex, exaggerated, yes. In episode three, yeah. Um, so when they get back to the temple here, I guess Padme comes and sees Anakin. They're married all of a sudden. They, you see the wedding ceremony. Yeah. You see uh, the wedding ceremony, and then Naboo. yeah, and then you see you see later on her telling him that she's pregnant. Yep. Um, at that point here, but but uh, we're still all a secret, and nobody knows. So again, it's a public secret. But how the, how the hell do you think she got pregnant? I don't. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't show it initially. I mean, later on, I would certainly start questioning. But I mean, yeah, like, but but she does show after a while, and they still are supposed to be secret. Anyway, I know, I know. okay. Um, Chancellor Palpatine um, 
uh, appoints Anakin to the council, but the council doesn't give him the rank of master, which you need to initially to be on the council. And the chancellor wants, you know, and Anakin well, and the, the chancellor... the chancellor actually appoints him to be, asks him to be his personal bodyguard. Well, no, and he asks they... him to be his spy on the council because he's worried that the Jedi Council are trying to are trying to act with the Separatists now because this war has gone on for so long the Jedi should have been able to do it. And but then the Jedi <coughs> ask him to do what? To be a spy for them with the Chancellor. Because again, they've it's not well explained because it should have been a lot better in the second movie of kind of showing it. Yeah. That apparently Anakin and the Chancellor have been like... He's been grooming him be, the entire they've been talking time. To him, and... They've been talking a lot and then like during their off time they kind of hang out and are like... Yeah, like he, he's he, always taken an interest in me. And yeah, like yeah, yeah, like like the president has a time. Like even now, like the president doesn't have time to groom, like this random ki- like a random kid in the military. Yeah, like the the again, I would have found it far more interesting again if like Anakin had maybe been a bodyguard or maybe been a part of like or or in or that would have been seen in the second movie here where like he had been with the Well Chancellor you saw Mar- the closeness. Okay, so I have that same complaint so I have the complaint about you don't see the developing relationship between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You see little glimpses of it in in the second episode, but not much. And certainly you don't see by the time he's asked to be to be the by, bodyguard, by the time it's on the third time you're like I'm missing something. It's, um it's and better explained. Oh, okay. Yeah, which you is gotta go see the which is again, series. which is which is a fallacy in and of itself. Because again, these movies should stand alone by themselves, and if they don't stand alone by themselves, like they should at least make sense from one to three. Like stuff that happens should be relative to one another. And then you also get the same sort of thing with with Obi Wan. Remember when we da 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 da? I'd like to see when you da 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 da. In the animated series, I know, right? Yeah, because I mean, because you don't get this. So why are they so close? And really, towards the end, you're like, they're not so close. They, they certainly um, don't feel like it because again, like they're yeah. the, Obi Wan's really willing to just kind of like turn on what is like this brother for the last like fifteen well, some no, odd he years. He says, like, "I cannot kill him." Yeah, no, but even then, like he's willing to like fight against him for over the or fight well, over him because he has to. But but you don't you don't get the sense that there's any really genuine. Um, Betrayal. Yeah. 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 So um, Obi-Wan actually goes out. He's found General Grievous, which is the new droid general. He's a kind of a robot cyborg that's got four arms. That's apparently killed other Jedi and taken their lightsabers as trophies. And and he pulls out like a little octopus. Yeah. With all which those... is kind of cool, actually. And then that whole... Yeah. So the whole lightsaber thing where he's kind of like walking and chewing up the ground with mm-hmm. them. Because well, he's spinning them really fast, like a, yeah. like a lawnmower. Kind of, so. kind of cool. Oh, very cool. Um, Obi Wan eventually defeats General Grievous, and they're trying to mop up like the Trade Federation, which is on this planet, and all the separatists. Okay, um, so he's he's and what what is he? <laughs> who is he? Who that you speak of? General Grievous. General Grievous is is a, a robot, is a but cyborg. not a, is a cyborg. And so cyborg is, is cyborg in the technical sense of nerdum is a human being with ro- that's been replaced either entirely with robotic parts or partially with robotic parts. So so the million dollar man times 10. Yes. Okay, got so, it. The, the, the <clears throat> 10 million dollar, I mean even the, the even the 10 billion dollar man there would be a cyborg. Yeah. Because yep. again, it's I mean, it. it's the intention of overlaying a human onto a robot or okay. robotic parts. So 
yeah. it's still very but this much a human. Is, this again is is an example of the use of um, of a machine to transport one, to machine to transport the the carrier of it. In this case, which is basically like a brain and some leftover organs, right? And and um, animals to transport the good guys. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in the process here, in between where um, Obi Wan Kenobi is doing is trying to mop, finish up the Trade Federation and the Separatists, uh, Anakin and Chancellor Palpatine are talking a whole lot, and he slowly eventually reveal you know Anakin's having bad dreams about Padme dying and Palpatine's like well you could save her the the dark side of the force has ways of doing it keeping people alive Mm -hmm. is how he puts it we have ways of keeping people alive there are ways to keep people alive and eventually he reveals to uh, Anakin like well I'm I'm the Sith Lord you guys were always looking for so like Come join me, and we'll we'll make the world we'll make the universe a much better place. But I can save your wife. He knows that yeah. they're married. Oh yeah, again, public secret. Okay, um, Anakin looks surprised. Anakin's an, an, an idiot. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of things about Anakin yeah. that I have problems with. Yeah. Um, he lacks. He totally lacks emotional awareness. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so, as a good Jedi, he goes back to the council and says, "Like, hey, um, this Chancellor is the Sith." I didn't figure it out. How come you guys didn't figure it out either? This yeah. bad guy that we've been talking to quite a bit, like, you'd think you would recognize well, the disturbance but, in the Force, but nope. But, but I mean, the interesting thing here is they all they all have expressed to Anakin... Um, that we don't trust the Chancellor. We don't trust him, yeah. yeah. There's something wrong there. Yeah. So they all do kind of... No, there's something wrong with him. They just And they nobody just, says, oh, no, he's not a Sith. Yeah. Which would have been funny if that were the case. <clears throat> yeah. Um... So, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, as Mace Windu, goes over there with a handful of Jedi to basically arrest the, the Chancellor. And, and, and Anakin says, take me with you. And they're like, no, 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 no. no. Like, you, you stay here. Here. Then we'll trust you. Yeah. Then, 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 you, then we know that, we'll trust, that we can trust you. Yeah. Um, so Emperor Palpatine goes, uh, goes cray-cray on them. He literally yeah. jumps out of his he's seat, got- corkscrews through the air, and like... Slices up a pair of. Oh, he's got he's got lightning coming out of his fingertips. He's got the moves. He's got the moves. So he's got like like he's electrifying people with his hands. Oh yeah, and and and, he, and, and now mind you, the way we should describe <clears throat> Chancellor Palpatine here initially is that if you saw him on the street, he'd look like a normal guy. He doesn't look like the emperor like he does in later films. He just yeah. looks like a guy in his fifties or sixties at this yeah. point. He's just a yeah. normal looking guy. Oh, he's and and what we should what I should also mention here is that Mace Windu is supposed to be like one of the greatest saber com, saber lightsaber users, one of the greatest lightsaber combatants in <clears throat> history at this point. And Chancellor Palpatine gives him a run for his money. Yeah. So he's pretty good with a lightsaber too, which is very odd because you don't see it here. In the animated series you do. Okay. Um so you see it in the animated series, like I said. But at one point here, like, he eventually disarms uh, Chancellor Palpatine and he's got his lightsaber with him. And at this point, Anakin Skywalker rushes in as well because he's worried. Yeah. And in the process of trying to electrocute Samuel L. Jackson, which apparently the trick is to use your lightsaber to catch the lightning. Yeah. Who would have figured? Uh, apparently, 
the Emperor's lightning gets reversed back to him, and he starts like aging his, and turning. Black. I don't think I don't think he's aging so much as his skin is kind of melting and yeah. like growing, so it kind of folds over itself unnaturally or yeah. very uniformly, but very yeah. kind of odd way. Um, and it's like kind of like goldish sort of Sith eyes start appearing more frequently, like yeah, and his um, skin color changes and or and. I equate it to, like, the dark side just kind of starting to take over. Because the yeah. intention is that, like, the dark side takes you over and, and kind of twists your body with the force, the, the yeah. dark side of the force, which eventually, you, like, you kind of notice on other characters, like, Anakin's got, like, kind of goldish sort of eyes eventually is in yeah. later epi- later yeah. parts. Um, so, um, uh, Anakin disarms, literally, Mace Windu, and then they kill, Ma- and then the Emperor kills Mace Windu by electrocuting him out a window. Yeah. He, Anakin gets his Darth Vader title. And then we get to the famous Order 66. Yeah. So this is the entire point of having the clones was to, in order to initiate Order 66, which was basically, oh, okay. And Stormtroopers. The Stormtroopers follow it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, kill all Jedi now. And so all the the clone troopers are basically like, yep, we'll just start killing all, yep. This guy that was basically my friend up until four and a half seconds ago is now... And none of the Jedi are expecting it, so none of them are armed against them. Mm-hmm. Nope. No They're evil all intention. fighting in the other direction. Yep. And so it all kind of just happens all at once. and like so friendly fire. Um, usually what would happen here is that if like a Jedi dies, you kind of feel a disturbance in the Force a little bit. Like, yeah. Like you sense like... It'd be as though like, it ex- like, a gun, like an explosion happened like a mile away, maybe, so you yeah. would hear the explosion. All these massive numbers of Jedis, which we kind of assume are kind of in like the thousands range, like a couple yeah. thousand different Jedis are all just suddenly dying rather frequently. And it's as if Yoda, when he hears it happening, feels as though like a hundred explosions are all kind of happening around him. He just he always looks like he's wilting. Yeah, like it's just like it's like like he's being poked and stabbed from a thousand different yeah. places, emotionally and physically. Yeah. Um, so at this point here that we are aware of it's like obi-wan kenobi uh, anakin skywalker and like yoda are the last remaining jedi yeah and, and even then anakin skywalker not quite so much yeah um well they don't know what anakin's done yet no uh, eventually obi-wan and anakin obi-wan and yoda get back to um the jedi temple which is now surrounded by um and clone, they, clone troopers trying to kill him, and they don't want anybody else to come to the temple mm-hmm. because it's a relay beacon. When everything's in trouble, go back to the temple. So they turn that they turn. They basically create their distress beacon to say to stay away from the temple, go into yeah. hiding. Yeah. Um, and they review back footage, and they see, oh, Anakin killed everybody. And well, and Anakin, well, okay, a couple things happen. So let's slow this down a little bit. Okay. At one point with Order sixty six, Anakin is sent. To the room with the younglings. Yeah, and he kills and, all the and, younglings. And it's a bunch of five and six year old old uh, uh, children is basically children. Like, and and when he walks in, he, they say, "Oh, what are you here to teach us today, Master?" Oh no, no, they walk in. It's like, "Oh, you're here to save us, <clears throat> uh, you know, Master, Master Skywalker." Yeah. You know, and, and then he turns his lightsaber on, and they're all just like, "Oh, wait." Well, and they don't actually show them dying. No, but it's, it's but, the heavy but, implication. But, but it's, it's very much the implication. And when Yoda sees it, mm-hmm. Yoda realizes they've been killed with a lightsaber, so they must have been killed by a Jedi. 
or a Sith, one of the two. They're not most okay. likely a Jedi. Um, they don't want to believe it until they see the footage. Yeah. So, um, so that happens, and then the footage is actually of of Anakin um, fighting other Jedi. Initially. Well, no, saying an oath to the to the Emperor. Yes, that too. Um, saying yeah. an oath to the Emperor, bowing to the Emperor, because the Emperor now sends him over to. Mustafar, which is, let's just call it Fire Planet for the sake of Fire Planet. Right. It's a planet of fire and lava. It's yeah. very much, it was very much the intention of that planet. Yeah. Because um, that's apparently where... It's hot stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Um, but apparently that's where uh, Chancellor, or now Emperor Palpatine, told them to go to because that was the safest place to go to. So all the Separatist leadership is there, and they send Anakin Skywalker there to go and um, basically resolve that problem. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, <clears throat> uh, back in the Senate here, Chancellor Palpatine basically gives a very impassioned speech that, like, I was attacked by the Jedi. Look what they've done to me. We can't, you know... You this, can't this, trust them. They're we, trying to take it over. Yeah, so this, the Jedi are... Um, I forget what the Latin phrase is. Uh, and Padme is there. Yeah, and basically says, like, we need a more, you know, powerful thing to fight the Jedi and to safeguard the galaxy. We need we need a galactic empire now, and I will be your new emperor, and I, that way we can, I will make sure that we are safeguarded from the Jedi and the Separatists and everything. And I've sent, my, I've sent the one guy I can trust, Darth Vader, to go and do it for us. Yeah. Um, and so basically that's the turning point of where the empire... Because um, the Empire, Padme has this great line. Uh, so this is how democracy, democracy dies, with thunderous yeah. applause. Yeah. So um, by that point, um, Padme goes and meets with Obi Wan Kenobi, and basically is like Obi Wan basically co- confesses to Padme is like, Anakin's gone to the dark side. He's. He, I failed him. Yeah, I failed him. He, he's he, he's not a good guy anymore. He killed the younglings. She refuses to believe it. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way... Lead me, lead me to where he is. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, no, I can't. I, he's. Oh, so he must be the father then. Yeah. So, that all that gets revealed rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Padme eventually goes to the planet that Anakin is at, because Anakin's killed all the Separatists, and now the world's at peace, but he believes that, no, he's more powerful than the Emperor, and he can beat the Emperor... And create the galaxy that would be the fair galaxy that they really do need. That he thinks he knows the way to make a better galaxy. Um, which is kind of a recurring theme throughout later uh, video games, other expansions, things like that. That he knows the way to make the galaxy a better place. Yeah. Um, and it's not exactly the same way as the Emperor, but it's awfully close. Through power and, and brute force. So, so Padme goes... To him, mm-hmm, to the fire planet, and, and 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 tries to talk to him. Obi Wan kind of smuggles aboard her ship. Yeah, um, and and she finds out that it is indeed true that he killed that he did kill the younglings. Mm-hmm. And, and okay, so so I keep coming back to lost opportunities. You never see any grief over what he's done. You never see him have any angst over over. Never tortured by his deeds by his actions. Yeah. I mean, if you killed a bunch of young kids who thought you were there to save them, wouldn't you have angst? Wouldn't you have remorse? Wouldn't you... Wouldn't you feel for it because you were a young kid that age that got saved? Yeah. Because a Jedi saw you and realized how important you were. Why was that not a similar 
consideration for yourself, for these children as well. But like, you never see no. even a glimpse of that. Agreed. Absolute wasted potential in the notion that you could have had this moment where, you know, Anakin... It, it isn't, I did this for the the better good. I I, I know that, that that was... But they, they posed a threat. There's no, there's no hang-up over it. Yeah. And you would think that, like, killing these young children who... They're not. They're not involved in the war. They have no sense of the Jedi. Yeah. I mean, they've only just learned about what the Jedi Order is. They're just. Yeah. They're just literally growing into their their themselves. They're as younglings. Like they have no greater control. Like, why not take these kids and make a new Sith Empire with them, or create, or or harbor Something, them yeah. and like start training them as your own. Yeah. Uh, turn them. Turn them. Yeah. Turn them and Something. have your own army ready to go when you're yeah. ready to go against the Emperor. Yeah. Like again like so many missed opportunities and how interesting would it have been that later episodes would have been like these are the children of Darth Vader yeah that kind of that might have been, that might have been cool at one point yeah um but again i mean like again i i agree that there's a missed opportunity in showing that as much as what you're doing on the dark side is evil and mean which is in contrary to kind of Expanded universe lore kind of kind of goes against the notion that the, the dark side is being be it bad and evil. Yeah, the dark side of the force really is about accepting your emotions because your emotions help strengthen your power with the force and allow you to be to have a better connection with the force. And through and through your emotions and through you gain power and through power you evolve the world and you evolve yourself. Which are not bad ideals, kind of at the end of the day. And Sith are very much um, pressed upon to. Give in to their emotions. Give in to their hate, their lust, their agony, embrace their happiness. Like, yeah. Embrace it and let it... Because it has strength. Because it gives you strength at the end of the day. As Regetta are like, no, like you got to keep yourself tempered and well-balanced. And that's how, you, that's how you're one with the force at the end of the day. That you're being yeah. this well-balanced, careful individual that doesn't isn't reckless on any particular level allows you to have better control over yourself and your for, and the force at the end of the day. Yeah. It creates a more neutral, peaceful sort of thing. So, I mean... Yeah, the dark side of force is painted as being bad, but it's not inherently bad. Um, by this point here, though, to wrap up the film, we basically we basically get the fight we were waiting for between Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, which is this on very, on, a, on a hot sled. Yes, on a, eventually on a hot sled in multiple different areas, um, floating on lava. The one trivia bit from this is that the there is in the movies there is a continuity manager. And the continuity manager's job is to make sure that when they're doing scenes that it's contiguous with what's happening. Because not everything was shot in, in the, in or, the, right, in order, the right, yeah. right order. So yeah. the intention was is that like costumes they were wearing at the beginning of the fight have like specks of like chars on them and like pelts of little fire emblems that had, yeah. that had, like fall on them and charred their costume and that their costumes got continually worse and worse and worse over the course of the fight because they got they were further rolling around in the mud yeah. in this fiery planet. The continuity manager stated that this was the worst part of the film because they had over 120-some-odd costumes for this fight that lasted, like, the better part of a month in filming. And they had to go through... Because it's all primarily done on green screen, but they had to go through all those continuity of all these costumes because you always want to have a couple of different costumes in case something happens yeah. to one of them. So yeah. you usually have at least three or four of the same costume and... There was apparently a lot of costumes. Interesting. Which would make for a prop collector a very nice, wealthy bit yeah. of change to collect some of that. Um, so, um, in the end, 
Obi-Wan Kenobi has the famous high ground. He basically not only disarms his one arm that he did have left, but also his legs. That cuts his legs right out from under him. Mm -hmm. And it falls back uh, into lava, which burns him. So Obi-Wan Kenobi leaves him to die, basically. Yeah, he tells Yoda, when when Yoda sends him out, he tells Yoda, I, I cannot kill him. He's like my brother. Yeah. I, and I wish I felt like he was like his brother because you never got to see that. No, it, and that's one of the that's one of the weird bits that like even when you do see that, that that despite the fact that they are master and student, they're actually not together a whole lot in the move in either of the two they're movies. Not, yeah, like they're together for like maybe the first like twenty minutes in the first movie, but even then, not really. And again, in, in the second in the third movie here, they're maybe together again for about twenty minutes, but they're not together a whole awful lot they actually get sent in different directions rather frequently and so you don't really get the sense that like hey yeah this is my younger brother i'm taking care of him hey look at my, what my younger brother did today oh cool my yeah. younger brother did this cool yeah you don't get that sense of really um and again i hate to harbor on it the animated series does go into this a lot further well it's just you know i guess and i guess my comment is is simply that that there were all there were all sorts of opportunities to make me feel something. And they like, were all I missed. really did feel like like Hans and and Han Solo and and uh, Princess Leia. Well, I, you, I was, you feel for the moment that that happens in the fifth movie. Well, and but I mean, even with with Luke, I I did feel like there was that connection between them. Yeah. And you saw that. So in and here you just really didn't. don't get it at all. Okay, so so wrap it up. So the third movie ends up uh, Yoda and Obi Wan go into hiding um, uh, with, set, with Padme. With Padme, Padme is very heavily pregnant, but she's apparently now dying as she's giving birth. Apparently, because she's lost the will to live. She's lost her will to live. Her heart's been broken. Yeah. The power of love has crushed yeah. her. Yeah. Um, and so Obi Wan Kenobi takes Luke Skywalker, which was one of the twins, to Tatooine and to hide him there. And another senator, which has been friends here with Padme, takes Leia and basically adopts her uh, to Alderaan, where he's a senator from. Uh, Yoda goes into hiding. Obi-Wan goes into hiding. Um, the, it's, they hint at this Death Star in Episode 2 as this big battle, big battle station. They start seeing it being built, and this is also the... Uh, final bits of the movie here is where you start seeing Anakin being put into the Darth Vader... The the yeah. iconic Darth Vader costume and, and you, you get, hear his first first words. His first words is like, "Is Padme all right? Is she safe? No, you killed her. Like, no, she dies. I know, like, but I was I did all this to try to save her." And you get the famous uh, James Earl. You get James Earl Jones probably his most famous line of all the Jedi series. No, and we all hate that line so much. All the fans hate that moment when it happens. We're just like. No, where was all this emotion before this? this? And this one line is like, no. But you said you could. You you said you could save her. You said you could. Yeah. yeah. I and you see that smile on the face of the emperor. I know. It's just like, oh, Ooh. it's so well. This couldn't have happened better. Because um, the emperor actually chooses this particular thing, this particular outfit, or this particular set of cybernetics and suit for Darth Vader. And intentionally decide intentionally choose it because it's older and more and makes it more reliant. He could have very easily actually the reason he's in the suit is because his lungs have been burnt, right? And so he can't breathe oxygen naturally. But if he had yeah. actually spent time in a 
Bacta tank, which is um, similar to what like Luke Skywalker was in in Episode yeah. Five, that he might have been able to recover it over time, and especially if he used uh, Jedi Force powers to heal, that he might have yeah. been able to heal his lungs to the point where he didn't need the suit. But he wants him dependent. Yeah, but the Emperor wants him dependent on that suit and wants him to be in agony the entire time. He's actually said to be in pain all the time when he's not yet when he's not in one of those back to tanks. That explains his mood. Yeah, so. Um, so yeah, and then the movie ends and we're left to believe what will happen in the next series, in the next trilogy of movies. Okay, so, so questions that I, or questions, comments, concerns. Absolutely. You see the Death Star being built. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very Halloween shaped. And, shape, and you, you do see, see you, and you do see the plans for the Death Star in movie two. Mm-hmm. Okay. You see the Death Star being built. But the next episode of the movie isn't for 18, 19 years. I mean, how old is Luke? Again, I'm going to say he's like 18, 19 years old, maybe. Okay, so, so it takes 18 to 19 years to build the goddamn Death Star? It's the size of a moon. I don't care. That's pretty slow construction. What happens when it hits rainy season? It's in space. I don't think there's a rainy season in space. Okay, I'm just saying. Meteor, what about the contra- meteor season. A famous, a famous argument that happens in a movie called Clerks I know is actually Clerks. about the Death Star, like... The contractors that were on the Death Star in Return of the Jedi when it blows up, or even when the first movie happens, you have all these vendors and contractors that are there on the ship, like, on the Death Star, like, they were just doing a job. They didn't, you know, they don't think they even really realized it was a weapon at all, but they're just doing their job. Like, they killed all these guys. They're just doing their jobs. They, they didn't choose to be here. I mean, like... Oh, they were had... part of evil. Okay, so, so, so leave, <laughs> leave that alone. Okay. okay. They they put Luke back where he started, well back where his mother, his, where his father started, where his father started. Isn't that the first place you go looking for him? Why wouldn't you actually hide him? It doesn't seem like a hiding place. It seems like the most obvious place to look for him so with the, his family. So the way they've considered the way that they've gotten around this and expanded lore and continuity wise is that um, the planet itself is a dark side planet. So if you were of a light side, like Obi-Wan Kenobi was, and certainly Luke Skywalker would be, that it would kind of mask your presence on there. Kind of like Dagobah as well. Like, why did he not find Yoda on Dagobah at all? Because Dagobah is intentionally kind of a dark side planet as well. Well, and and the inference is that Obi-Wan's going to stay there and look after him. So Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan's going to live in the caves outside the... Outside of town and kind of just be a hermit and safeguard it. Thankfully, they are making an Obi-Wan series. So we get to see Ewan McGregor again. Okay. Tw- like, with this point here, we- we'll be almost 20 years later in some cases, at least, as Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it's going to kind of flesh out what Obi-Wan Kenobi was doing in the interim. In the, in the dead zone. Yeah, in this okay. interim where he was in hiding um, and on Tatooine. And the, the intention is kind of to help paint that picture of what was happening in between them. So there will be, and that will be on Disney Plus at some point here. So at some point I have to get Disney. Well, I mean, we can always crib it off of Mark. He, oh, he's, okay. he's willing to do that. And Shh, just, don't want to get sued. I know. Okay. Anyways, um, he was going to come over and we were going to watch it on his laptop. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so. That makes sense. He'll maybe hook it up to my TV to watch it, maybe. Okay. Um, what other what other concerns did you have for this prequel beyond what we've already discussed? 
Okay, so one of the things that, that we mentioned was that, that the you know four, four five, and six mm -hmm. are are have that campy touch. They have a beautiful campy touch, touch. to yeah. it. Yeah, and it I very felt, much feels like a seventies and eighties movie. Yeah, it has that campy touch that makes it so charming, and and these are not charming, and um, and I felt like. You know, a Skywalker ranch and and some of the technologies that Lucas um, developed are you know they he was there was more the of a focus on the special effects versus well, there the was story. a there was a for you know he was at the forefront of something and who's who's going to tell Daddy he can't take out his new car yeah you know and and so I get it but I felt like um, the story in and of itself suffered because of because George of Lucas that. wanting to really kind of paint this broader and, picture. And yet, and yet I toys. would tell you the fight scenes are probably the most boring parts of the film. Um, and and I, 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 I don't like, I, I like the idea of the fight scenes being this beautiful ballet. My biggest annoyance is we keep cutting away from it. I, I, would, ra I would rather see these guys on a long kind of pan for like 30, 40 seconds going from one, going, like continuously fighting and, sh and maybe the camera can move around them or move or move around instead of kind of a unique way, but I would rather see this long, drought-out fight. Um, there's a great YouTube series called um, "Every Painting, Every Frame a Picture" uh -huh. that talks about Bruce Lee, or not excuse not Bruce Lee, but um, uh, Jackie Chan. He talks about Jackie Chan's choreography when he's fighting, and the, the idea is that you shoot, you don't shoot close up, you shoot from an angle, and it's a static angle as much as possible. But you shoot it from a static position as much as possible, and you follow the action, and you watch everyone do the cool things that they're really doing, all this well-trained stuff, so you have yeah. a greater context for what's happening. Yeah. And you only kind of ever cut away in order to show a more impactful shot, but what ends up happening in a lot more common movies here is that when somebody goes to hit, you cut on the hit, so you then you see the hit, and then you reverse back to where when back to their neutral position for the next hit, and it loses some of the impact because it clearly shows that they don't know how to fight. Yeah. When you watch the special features in this, you can clearly see that Hayden Christensen, which is the guy who plays um, Anakin Skywalker, and Ewan McGregor are training really seriously for these fight scenes. And even, like, when Ewan McGregor was fighting with the Darth Maul, uh, forget, uh, uh, something Park, I can't remember his name off the yeah. top of my head, you clearly see them fighting in such a way that, like, had this been one long drawn out, like the one fight where it's Darth Maul and Obi Wan Kenobi where they're fighting, and they're going back and forth yeah. for this long, like, yeah. thirty second shot. Yeah, that's the best part of the fighting because you can clearly see that they were trained and practiced for this fight. If they had had more fight scenes that were like that, where it's these long, kind of drawn out sort of fight bits, and it only yeah. ever changed, either redirect a new camera angle or reoriented in a different way like I think that would have been a lot more interesting especially if you had it on like a dolly camera which you could program to go around in different ways and you could do it on a green screen still yeah. you could have it like you could literally have a fight where it starts in one place and the camera kind of goes up and over the shot and kind of comes around from the backside and still yeah. kind of spins around to see the fighting happen as long as you saw the entire fight for itself it would be much more interesting and far more impressive you'd really truly believe that these were, you know, that these Jedis were masters of their craft. Because, again, they trained to be that for the movie. I, yeah. That was one of my... And, yeah. And for this fight, for the fact of being, like, the high time of the Jedi, we didn't see a lot of lightsaber fighting at all. That was my biggest problem. Yeah. Again, 
My biggest problem, though, entirely with, between episode three and four, though, mm-hmm. is that when we get to episode four, they're sitting in the conference table with with Darth Vader. Oh, your ancient mystic religion is no match for us. You know, it's like they painted as though it's been like a hundred years. Like nobody's seen any of this. These guys are like forty years old, fifty years old, maybe. You would have seen it. You would have been just around twenty years ago to see it. Why does it seem so alien to you? It's not. It's not, yeah. The Force was such a big deal beforehand, and Jedi were such a big deal. Yeah, not seeing one of them was like, kind of like seeing like a federal agent nowadays. You don't see them all the time, but you know what they are when you see them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get the kind. But again, I mean, like it's, but it, it makes it feel as if it's been forever, and it's like, I make the, make the notion here that the Emperor is like, 200 years old and Darth Vader is like 100 years old or something. I don't care. Like, make it feel like a large bit of time has passed or like a generation has passed by. Because when we get to later movies with like Daisy Ridley, like, it feels like it's been a while because it's been like 25, 30 years. Yeah. So it very much feels as like... Well, and they went into hiding. Yeah. So. Yeah. They went into hiding. Uh, that was That's and my there, biggest... And so, and so there weren't large numbers of them. Yeah. So, so, you know, then it feels authentic. What I would have liked was I would have liked to seen... Um, the first movie deal with the relationship between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn kind of established Luke's uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi as like this eventually like good guy that like the hint of the Sith are kind of out there or there or maybe they've tapped down this the Sith here yeah and by the time we get to episode two we're still kind of lingering with the Sith stuff still you can have kind of the trade federation but we go and find Anakin and we take him to go be this new guy, and he has this great relationship with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi that you kind of get the sense of, like, like Obi Wan Kenobi kind of like, yeah. like I kind of need to take care of this kid. My master wants me to take care of him, but this is kind of a special kid, maybe. Yeah. And then by the time we get to Episode Three, like, clearly they've now grown up, and you can have this another twenty, like, ten year time jump here, but show that this Clone War has been happening in between this time frame, and show that. Again, show, I don't buy the fact that Padme was the reason for Anakin going to the dark side. No, and, and I don't either because you never get, you never get, he's concerned that she's going to die mm-hmm. because he sees that in his dreams, but she does die. I mean, he doesn't. And it doesn't change. And, and again, it doesn't like, change anything. It doesn't really change the fact that he still continues he's, to be Darth then, Vader. But then he becomes the cause, the cause of her death. Yeah. But even I mean, and even if that were the case, that like for again, they have a, they have a way of saying foreseeing the future automatically means that you're gonna that the future is gonna change. It's never gonna be the same because you already saw what was gonna happen, and you're gonna and thus you're gonna manipulate to change it. Or yeah. what ends up happening is that you see the future, and regardless of whatever actions you take, that future still happens. Yeah, which is a, a different side of two different of two different philosophies of time of time travel. That like. Why do we not see time travelers at all? Well, because they already went back in time and nothing changed at all, so we don't see them at all. Or whatever change already impacted. And, yeah, so and that's why we don't see it ever. That's our new reality. Um, but no, yeah. yeah, again, my biggest problem with the with the prequels is that you don't buy that that I don't buy that Padme was the reason for Anakin going to the dark side. I I think that I'm I'm with you there. I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I don't think see I think there's a better reason for it because it never comes up ever again. Really? No, Padme never comes up. The reason why Anakin goes to the dark side never comes up. Ever again. Darth Vader is just Darth Vader at this point. You know? I, I almost would have I almost would have been found it more entertaining here if 
despite being tricked that Obi-Wan... It just, I would have almost liked it if Anakin got tricked into becoming a Sith and realized he liked it so much that he continued to be a Sith. Did he embrace that dark side Did he, did and he, did he realize that, like, this is what I really wanted. The Jedi were holding me back the entire time. You, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you were holding me back because you knew my great potential. I could be... And, like, I, I could have had all of this, and you didn't, and you, you held you, me back yeah. from it. And you didn't tell me. You're, or you didn't tell yeah. me, or you, you stopped me from being yeah. that. Like, I think that might have been the slightly more impactful reason. Because, again, like, if you're the bad guy, you don't think you're the bad guy. You think you're the good guy at the end of the day that's doing, that's doing what needs to be done. Yeah. You know, like, and that's some of the most entertaining, most interesting bad guys that, you know, they don't care what they're doing is bad. They just believe that what they're doing is right. Yeah. So... Uh, but next week, we're going to watch episodes four, five, and six. Well, I like those. Those those are the more classic ones, and I think we'll enjoy those how, ones a lot how, more. Do you find that they, they feel different after having seen one, two, and three? Again, my major concern, and I, we can bring this up a little bit more next time, is that the, the original trilogy, four, five, and six... Feels a lot more gritty and as far as far as like technology in the world feels a lot more gritty. It really does feel like space piratey, like and like I, like a western with aliens. Yeah, and I never got that from the original trilogy because it felt like it was like it felt like it was like Paris, France, and look at how beautiful Paris, France is, and look how cultured we are, and look how elegant and marvelous we are. And sure, yeah. there's a little bit of seediness there, but it doesn't take away from the elegant, graceful arches and in lighting yeah. and beautiful like yeah. i would have loved it to be more great like have this element of being like oh the senate is beautiful the jedi part is out is beautiful everything else is kind of gritty though and nothing yeah. you know even yeah. even like the clone area is like a little more grittier like a little, little less fantastical yeah so more yeah. down a little bit more down earth so yeah. uh, but nope we little, have our little, little rust on that car absolutely but we have our homework for next for next time Okay. Um, and again, all of this is leading to January 20th, where um, we're hopefully going to go watch the Star Wars movie, which yep. is not this Friday, but the next one after that. I'm already looking for tickets. Cool. But I might just wait a day or two to... Because I don't like see seeing it. it right when it happens with everyone else in the theater. Like, they cheer and they yell. and they, we, could, they, we, could, we could go during the weekend, because I'm, I'm out from work, and we could go um, during the weekend and go for, you know, like a midday show. We could find one of those, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but on oh, behalf... Oh, but you're, you're probably not off. Okay. Not, not yet, okay. no. So, um, But on behalf of myself and my mom, thank you so much for listening to us. Again, if you want to follow us, you can follow us at nerdtutorialpodcast.com, where we post all of our show notes and all of our cool little nifty trivia notes, comments, and thoughts. Um, as well as the podcast itself, or you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com. And, and, and are you going to post the Wookiee singing Silent Night? I will definitely, I will definitely post that on there. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, um, but we'll do. But again, facebook.com also has all of our information. You can join the conversation there, or if you want to continue the conversation on Twitter at nerd underscore tutorial, leave any comments, critiques, or future ideas for future topics. We have a lot of those. But if you guys have an interesting one, we can certainly bring it up. But on behalf of myself and my mom, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.